Anyways, we are on the air. Parsha Yitro. Wow. This is like a, a very powerful parasha. But, um, but, uh, Afternoon with Simcha. Afternoon with Simcha. That's right. There's not, it's, it's everything to be happy about. It's, it's, someone asked me the other day, am I worried? I never get worried. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I never get worried. The truth is, I, I, I don't, I don't get worried because I've never, I've never felt that Hashem let me down. And this is only something that you can get from your parents, from your home. But I really never felt like Hashem ever let me down. And when you never feel like Hashem lets you down, so, so then you, ne you never have to worry. It, it's just, it's just the way it goes. And, and my kids, my kids don't see me worry either. It's, it's, my kids don't see me worry. And I, I, they see me get serious. They see me pray and they see me, uh, focus on, on, you know, intensity, but to worry, I, I don't worry because I think that I know that what, what I think I know, I know that whatever happens to me is from Hashem. Whatever happens to me is meant to be. Whether I really know, like it or not, it's just the way it goes. So I had a very interesting thing this week that I wanted to share. And I wanted to share it because I wanted to tell everybody something I do that I think that would be helpful to them. I write a lot. I write just thoughts to myself. And and I write. I have little books. I go to Amazing, Amazing Savings. They have these little journal books. And I buy them. And I write. So I found one when I was going to my office. I found one. It was empty. And uh, I thought it was empty. So I'm looking at it. I see, okay, it's an empty book. I open it up and I notice it's not empty. I notice that there's a entry. I look at the time of the entry. The entry is 14 years. Uh, it was, no, it was... Uh, it was six years ago. And I see that I'm writing a note to myself right after my Shimon's first grade graduation. And he's now just bar mitzvah. And I'm writing how thankful I am to Hashem and how I'm so excited to have another boy. I'm writing all these things to myself and I'm reading it and I'm saying to myself, like, if I would have known what was in store the next seven years, I would have been more excited. But, you know, we, we, I was so thankful then. It was so nice for me to see how thankful I was then at that spot. And then every, every, every step in life, every motion in life, we could be thankful. It makes it all worthwhile. It makes it all worthwhile. And um, I have to be thankful this week. I, I, I published my first article in a journal. And it was accepted and it was published. And it's a, a, a project I'm working on for two years, over two years. And we published a, a article in a, a sleep journal. And we were able to prove that, uh, that certain product my pillow is is 
actually works. And we're hoping that this is going to bring us, you know, a lot of good things coming forward. But when you work on something for over two years and and, and people doubt you and, and, and they, 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 they say no and, and it, it, you're wasting your time. No such thing as a waste of time. So, Nisim, I want to tell the story about... I'm waiting. I'm actions. You know, this, so, I know that I followed this uh, in the last two years, so, uh, so, uh, snoring and... Uh, so the story goes that. like this. Anybody that listens to WOR or sees, they have this guy, Mike Lindell, who sells my pillow. Okay? Sees so a guy. He has infomercials, and he's all over the radio. The best pillow you're ever going to buy. My pillow. And he promotes it and promotes it. The guy has energy. The guy has this positive energy. That I, I, so I said, you know, I wonder how many pillows he sells. So I look up. The guy sells over $240 million worth of pillows a year. Well, A lot of pillows. Okay. So I'm sitting and I'm having a disagreement with a friend. And we're talking about Yad Hashem. And we're talking about how Hashem is Hakol Yachol. And I'm singing Shlomi Shabbat's En Od Milvado. I'm sitting there saying En Od Milvado. And they're like, that's it. You know, En Od Milvado, it's in front of my eyes every place. Every, that you know, every, every place. You know, every, on the computer. On the local and so he has a beautiful song, and I'm singing it, and I'm saying, you know what, and Ordmil Vado, you gotta really believe. Because really, who really believes? He's not Chaser Munaf, he's like typical, I don't know, the guy. I mean, yeah, but it's so hard to believe. I don't know. To me, it's not so hard to believe. To me, it's hard not to believe. I said, guess what? I said, I, I hear the commercial. I said, I should be doing research for this guy and proving that his pillow works. So the guy says, what are you nuts? What are you nuts? How you that's, that's crazy. So I said, watch. It was late at night. I call up the call-in center. Some girl picks up the phone. Hi, you want to order a pillow? I said, yeah, I want to order a pillow. Okay. So I said, but you know what I really want to do? I really want to speak to Mike Lindell. <laughs> so she goes, oh, my. She swallowed I, I don't know. I, I, like I met him once. He comes by around Texas time. And, you know, he's very nice. Boss and everything. I know he owns the company. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I said, listen. I said, do you know why I want to meet Mike Lindell? You know why I speak to him? She says, why? I said, because if your pillow helps people sleep, I want to put your pillow in nursing homes so old people will sleep better because they don't sleep well. And I want to put their pillows in nursing homes and old people will sleep better and you'll save a lot of lives. Isn't that a great cause? She goes, oh, that would be so wonderful. I said, so here's my phone number. I said, you know what? You have been chosen. You, you, Bridget, have been chosen as the one that's going to give my number to Mike Lindell. And if you believe in chance, there's no such thing as chance. You picked up my phone call because you're the one that's going to do this. And, I was, and part of me was joking, but part of me was putting my ishtadlut out. 
P.S. Seven months later, my cell phone rings. I pick up the phone, and it's the unmistakable voice of Mike Lindell. It's, Hello, who is this, and why are you on my call list? I said, is this Mike Lindell? He says, yes, and your name's been on my call list for seven months. And I never erase the phone number from my call list because it's not nice. Someone calls me, I have to call them back. But I've been looking at your number for seven months. I got to get rid of your number. Who are you? So I had him on the phone for 20 minutes explaining to him who I was. He says, I love the idea. I love the idea. So he says, okay, I'll call you back. All right. Right. Three months later. I get a call from again, Mike Lindell. He says, you're going to speak to my, 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 my assistant, Jessica, and she's going to set something up. So I speak to Jessica, and they tell me they're flying into New York, their team, to meet with me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, okay, okay. Meanwhile, I put together a proposal, and it was Mesiat Shmaya. totally. I walk into a room. And Hashem opened up the mouth of the donkey and I started talking. And everything after that, we went, we went into a research project. Two years, we were doing it. And I'll tell you something. There's a reason why this man is successful. These are the most honest people. These are the most, the most sincere people. They do more charity in their company than you could ever imagine. He, they're, they're just good people. They believe in their product. They believe in helping people. And it was a perfect shidduch because they also believe in Hashem. Although they think that there are other conduits uh, and, and other avenues, but that's technicality they are believers in god and they believe in destiny they believe in the hand of god and it, it was just a great it was, it was a great experience and we just finished our publication and we published the sleep review and just came out and it's public knowledge this pillow really really reduces sleep apnea and it it's it really it's a healthy device that I recommend anybody that uh, wants to sleep better and get a healthier sleep, something that uh, I recommend, but I don't know if I'm allowed to advertise for it, but that, that's, you know, this is something that, that just shows you, just shows you that Hashem is just so great. And there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no Hagbalah, there's no limitations the hands of Hashem. There's none. And that's that. You know, I was thinking, what should I say? Should I tell the story? Shouldn't I tell the story? So I was thinking, Moshe Rabbeinu, last week's parasha, the Nagitra, beforehand, where it says by man, so it says the Hashem, and the whole Eidah saw that Hashem came, right? Hashem said, they'll see, and then it says, they were complaining, and it says they turned around and they saw Hashem was there. 
So I'm thinking to myself, no, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. They didn't see Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu asked to see Hashem. He only saw it feeling, the, 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 the back of the feeling, like, when they saw Hashem, what did they see? What did they see? What, what, what is it? And, and, and how is it that they, that they were experiencing Hashem? That was something. So I was thinking to myself, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu saw Hashem. They saw his reaction. And because of his reaction, they saw Hashem. So seeing is not necessarily seeing the chush. But when you see somebody see something, you see their reaction, and you experience their reaction, that's how you see things. You know, it, there was a, a debate in the Knesset, I'll never forget. They used to have Knesset online on Thursday nights in Israel. So they were debating whether to take restrictions and censorship off of movies in Israel. And Shalamet Baloni was up there and she was saying that they should have no restrictions on any uh, films, no matter what type, manner, form. You can, I mean, it make a difference. And no matter how filthy the film is, there should be no censorship. So Mayor Kahana, was in the Knesset at the time. And he was screaming, he was not screaming, he was like fighting against her on it. So she asked him a question. And she said to him, have you ever seen an inappropriate film? So he said, no. So she said, so how could you say it's bad? Okay. So his answer to her was, have you ever experienced brain cancer? So she said, no. Because, so how do you know it's bad? <laughs> the point of the matter is, a person doesn't have to experience something to know it's bad. They see the reactions of people that do experience it. They see what happens when people do experience it. And they know it's bad. Period. End of story. A person doesn't have to experience brain cancer to know that it's not something that they want for Hanukkah. Okay? That's a period. Let's, let's be honest. When we react a certain way to something, we give an indelible message to the people that see us. And that was what Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu reacted to the Shekhinah. So Kal Yisrael saw Moshe Rabbeinu's reaction to the Shekhinah, and they immediately reacted. They didn't have to see it themselves. They saw what was going on. So so comes from that. As adults, if we don't think that our children learn from our reactions, that's how they learn everything in life. That's how they learn everything in life. In the biggest, biggest bracha, the biggest, biggest bracha, and the biggest chesed is when you hear from your child, you know what, dad, you know what, mom, I did what I thought you would do. I had a situation with my son. He made me so proud. He did something so beautiful. I said, Shlomo, how did you, how did you think of that? That's such a great thing. He used to go to the Kotel. 
is to go with bottles of water in cups on Friday. Is to give out cold water to the, all the people who are collecting money. He wouldn't give it to them like like in a bottle. He used to give them in, with a cup so they could drink it like a mensch. He used to come with a knapsack full. He used to give them out. I said, what a, what a beautiful thing. How do you, where'd you come up with that? He said, I, I thought about something you would do. And when he said that, I just, I just melted. Because that means that he noticed. That means it meant the difference. That means that it had an effect. If we would realize, if we would realize how much our actions can show our children, if we would realize that in Shul, when we, when we do Kavodah Torah in Shul, when we show Kavodah Torah, when we show Kavodah Tefillah in Shul, what we're showing our children not because we have to, not because we, we, it's the rule, because we want to, because we want to. You know, it's, 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 that's, that is, that is the whole thing. And that's what, Klaiso saw the Shechina, they saw Moshe Rabbeinu see the Shechina. Because if it wasn't, they really saw the Shechina, they wouldn't make such a big deal by the Torah that they saw. By Torah, by, 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 by Matan Torah, it says at the end of the parasha that you saw. Lomdim is there. Not always. They, 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 saw, they, they saw. They felt. And you know what? That's also seeing. That's also seeing. And so this goes, this transposes to, to aspect. And one of the biggest complaints I get that drives me crazy is when a kid will say about a teacher, teacher doesn't care. So I say, how do you know the teacher doesn't care? What do you mean, how do I know? You can tell when a teacher doesn't care. You can tell when a teacher doesn't care. When, when, when a teacher it doesn't bother a teacher that... That, that you're upset it doesn't bother a teacher that that, that that something happened. Kids pick it up. Kids pick it up. And when a teacher once asked me, but what should I do? I, I, this is the way I feel. Well, the bottom line is, I'm so sorry to say, the fact is, one of the major, major elements of your job description, if you're a teacher, is to care. If you don't care, that's like saying, uh, I know the anatomy of the brain, and I'm a brain surgeon, but I'm blind in my left eye. So I'm like half blind. But uh, what am I supposed to do? It's, it's, it's the Matthias. My blind is, my eye is blind. Well, the Matthias is that, unfortunate though it may be, and I'm very sorry for you that you got your eye popped out, but one of the main components of brain surgery is being able to see. That's just one of those things. And it's not that you could do it better if you see. It's that you can't do it if you don't see. If you don't care, then you can't teach. Bottom line. One word. Sensitivity. Sensitivity. I want to tell you, this parashat Shavua, you know, talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, and he, I, I, I take a lesson from this 
הפרשה, ביג ביג לסן, בגלל שואווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
So I have two choices. I can either do what I want to do because I prepared to do it and that's what I'm planning on doing. Too bad on them. Or I could say, you know what? I'm going to change things up a little bit because I have to I have to be considerate and accommodating to the fact that I'm teaching human beings. And human beings are sometimes, yeah, they flip back and forth. Some, they have different moods. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And, and, and we, 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 we see that. We, we see that so clearly in the Torah so many times. But, um, but you, you have, you have rejection and you have, have, I have situations where people come to me and say, I'm supposed to tolerate this thing that my kid is doing. I'm supposed to tolerate it. So I say, you know to myself, Hashem tolerates everything, everything. Especially this week's parasha, we see Matan Torah. He kind of has called us out as like the unbelievable premier nation in the world. And then like, we do whatever we want. How embarrassing is that to God? I think that's very embarrassing to God. But he's still there for us. He still takes care of us. It was actually very embarrassing once. There was a conversation between um, I believe it was Benjamin Netanyahu and Barack Obama. And Obama says, uh, who says you get Israel? Why do you say you get Israel? So Benny says, uh, well, the Bible says. It's promised us from the Bible. It's in the Bible. It says it's our land. So Obama said, uh, the Bible also says you need to keep the Sabbath and eat kosher. And uh, and do do all these other things. Does your land and the Israeli people all keep the Sabbath? Does everybody that defends your land keep kosher? That you can now go and say to me that you want to pick which parts of the Bible you want to listen to? That was pretty embarrassing. It was it was maybe one of the few times that Obama may have been right, but it was it was pr pretty embarrassing. It was pretty. It was calling us out in a really major way. That uh, we 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 need to like think about that. We need to think about that. That's not not such a uh, simple thing. But um, you know, like when 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 parents or teachers call their kids out on things, you have to make sure that. I was talking to someone the other day and was saying. I was 18 years old also. I am not telling you that I was perfect. So I can't really judge you so much. I can't judge you so much. I could tell you from my experience that it was not good and you shouldn't do it and I wish you wouldn't do it. Can I judge you for wanting to do it? Not really. Can I be angry at you? Not really. Disappointed? Maybe. But I have to understand. And I have to work harder on setting an example. So, there's nothing wrong. I was in shul. And I had 
something I wanted to tell so badly, it's a piece of Lashon around, but somebody said something, and I had something to say, and I wanted to say it so badly. And my son knew that I wanted to say it so badly, and he didn't. I sat there, I controlled myself, and I was plotting. I was so, so ready to explode, and he didn't. And my son, who was very astute, said, you know, Dad, am I allowed to say I'm proud of you? So I said, yeah, you are. He goes, I'm proud of you. I know you wanted to say something so badly. And I know you had what to say, but you controlled yourself. You didn't say it. I said, the Nisayon, I'm happy that you see that I also have tests. And I also have to fight it. And it's not simple for anybody. And that's a very important thing. A lot of times parents want to be perfect, 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 not them doing anything wrong. You know, I don't have any problems. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't we have a special unique guest? We do. Yes. Okay. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, how are you doing? Oh my yeah, gosh. How are you? Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Main things, we got to be happy. We try our best. I missed you. How are you doing, my friend? Thank Sam. I get your texts. Yep. I know. How's it going? How's it going with, with you? It's very good. Everything is good. Thank you, You sound great. Thank you. Laser, do you have the Naki radio? What? You, you have the, the, the audio listen to us to the phone? No. To the computer? Yeah, on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Keep Wait, no, radio? Really? Sure. You're not, you're, not, you're not on the phone, right? You're not on the radio, right? Not, no, we, we have Naki radio. Naki radio. radio. radio, and we have the the other gadget, you know. You know them. You know, the, the, the phone app. The phone app. You know, All right. You know, have a great day. I okay, gotta go. I'm rushing someplace. I'm sorry. Thank, thank you, you for have calling. A, have a great week. You made Maybe. my day. Yes. Me too. Bye. Well, neshama uh, tova. Big, big, huge neshama. Thank God. You know what? Just goes to show you that neshama is is is. People people think that well, it's big nisayon, but you know what? A certain simplicity in life where the real things are the real things are where the simplicity is you can't the more sophisticated things are it's it's what i was given a hard sinai because the the whole the whole mahout of 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 of, of the torah is that simplicity you can't you can't get around it you can't it's it's like people try and make it so sophisticated. It's not. Torah is the most sophisticated thing in the world, but acquiring it, you have to be pretty simple. You have to be pretty humble. And uh, you know, and it's tough. You know what? It's it's really tough to to be and looking what 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 the Torah, what the Kadosh Baruch Hu asking for us. Basically, a tamim makadosh baruch Yeah, tamim kehem Hashem My favorite words. Simple and get it. Uh, just, just, just go with the flow and just yeah. 
Don't overcomplicate things. You know what? That's one of the reasons why in our countries, in the Spartan countries, it was always different because there was never a chance that any Spartan Jew was going to be mistaken for an Arab. They would never let it. It's not possible, not shy. They would never entertain that uh, a Yehud was, uh, it was, uh, so, and we could never look like them, and they would never, so there was never a real assimilation that way. Yeah, there were people that didn't do Torah Mitzvot, but assimilation, people that, 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 like, wanted to, like, unload Judaism, we never had it. Really never had it. It just wasn't the mitzvah. They just no, no. They would never accept us, even if we, even if, even if we tried. That's just the bottom line. And unfortunately, in in areas where they, they they were able to disguise themselves, many Jews were able to disguise themselves and and look like non-Jews. Unfortunately, that that's that's places where terrible tragedies happen. No one had to convince the Jews in, in, in Egypt and in, in Syria and in, in Morocco and in Yemen that they were Jews. They never let us forget it. No. They, they never let us, in, even in, 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 in countries where they let us into their government, it was with a big grain of salt. I, I want to tell you something. Today is the International Holocaust Memorial. Yes. You know, and... You see, I see all the, the media running over there and show that, you know, pictures of... One of the pictures that was striking me was a kid that uh, his mother basically uh, wasn't Jewish. She she converted herself uh, to a Catholic and basically uh, the German... And he wasn't Jewish, so they took him to Auschwitz. Basically, they found themselves in a gas chamber, seven, eight years old, boy with his grandfather the mother survived but to show us to all the jewish people the thinking that their solutions go out and go try to imitate other 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 religious and that it's not it's you cannot you cannot it's not possible you know it's not possible to i i i spoke it in my show about you know that to all my friends, to many, many siblings, you know, in Israel, and that's they're thinking, oh, we, we we need this religious, we need this. God wouldn't let us forget it, you know. He always give us it back in our face. You know what? I I I am a very big music fan, and there's so I like to listen to classical music. So neoclassical music they have from movies, they have the movie scores which are the background music that they write for movies. So it doesn't have words, it's beautiful, beautiful music. So there is a very famous composer, his name is Hans Zimmer. He wrote over 180 films. He has like eight Academy Awards. Well, it's one of the most famous. So he did a film in Germany and it was a film that had something to do with the Holocaust. So they asked him in a press conference, why did you choose this film? And he said, paused, 
He said, because it's something I wanted to do for my people. Yeah. And the shock waves that went across the airwaves that nobody knew this man was Jewish. It was a secret his mother kept. She escaped from the war as a child, lived in England, lived in Germany. It was the biggest secret that they were told they were never allowed to tell anybody they were Jewish. He got off the podium, says it's 1999. He got off the podium, he went, first thing he did was he called his mother in England. He said, Ma, I'm so sorry. You're going to be so upset at me. I, 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 I slipped. I made a mistake. I, 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 I publicly announced that we're Jewish. He said, she made a long pause, and she said, Hans, I'm very proud of you. He said, I wrote the score, music score, for 180 films, the most famous films. I got Academy Awards, Golden Globe Awards. My mother never told me she was proud of me. This was the first time in my life she ever told me she was proud of me, that I was able to step up and stand out and say, I'm a Jew. So now what is that? What is that? Because you have the connection in the source. When we say Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our Heaven, Avinu, the source, a person is looking for his father. He looks, he looks, he looks. He doesn't have to excuse why he's looking for his father. He's looking for his father. And so when he sees his father, he has an emotional reaction. He doesn't have to be a question of why is he having an emotional reaction. He never saw him. Because it's his father. Because you can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of that. And, and the, the connection never, ever, ever goes away. No matter how distant. And, and that's, that's, that's the truth. And so a Jew is a Jew is a Jew. And unfortunately, like you said, Hitler taught us. I, I tell you, I, I, wrote, uh, I wrote open letter to our, our friends in Israel and all this stuff, you know, that people that just declare that, um, that religious is not. I said, like, the only reason, and this is something to, very, very strong. I know that when I spoke about it with, with a certain people in the conservative uh, reform school, they want, oh, Nisim, we will call you to, to talk about in our shul, in, in our temple, you know. Yeah. I still wait today because the, the, the committee over there needed to prove it. But the whole idea that they tell that we are right now here as a Jewish people, not because they're conservative, not because they're reforms, not because they're modern orthodox, because if it was depends on them, we would long, long time ago, we'd be assimilated with like with the Greeks, like all the Romans, all the people that was over there. Just, just we are here because the so-called the five two percent of fanatic, I call it fanatic yeah. religious Jewish That's that right. followed the Torah Kalakha This is what all about. They did it that we have to face it. You have to face it and this, you know, I remember you know you're sitting now in the studio here. I was in front of my guy over there, one of these reformed conservative I had a, a interview with him, 
And I asked him the question, what do you expect from your child to be a right. Jew, to stay Jew? You don't go to Jew. You don't fast in Kippur. You don't go to Matzot in Pesach. You don't care about that. So you what you want. Why you declare yourself as a Jew? Because one day, one day somebody will tag you and remind you that you are a Jew, like Hitler, Imach Shmo, that he come and he said, you don't want to be Jew? I'll make sure that you remember that you and put you as a star, the yellow star of David on the chest and put the, the tag, you know, this, this, you look at the process of Nazism and, 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 and everything. They will make sure that to remind you. You'll never you let Jew. you forget. You know, this, this doesn't matter what you think. I remember myself as a young soldier. I didn't want to go to the army. I didn't want to go. I said, okay, I can go. I can, I can make peace with the Arabs. And so that makes sure that to, to come and try to kill me. 1973. Uh, you know, uh, uh, 73. I want to make sure that they, they remind me that I'm Jewish and I'm Israeli and I'm living in a country that uh, our, our Kadosh Baruch Hu promised to our fathers, but it didn't work. <laughs> but that's, that's all the things. And you know what? The only way that Judaism continues is by continuing Judaism. Yeah. Not by trying to recruit. You could not recruit. <laughs> you know, no, 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 nothing stays alive by recruitment, recruitment like that. You know, you can, can you bring me kind of, uh, I, I tell you, just as you said before, many people coming and tell me, oh, this religious, this religious. Give me one religious that give you the proof and I go for it. I was on the Christianity, Islam, so I went over the Buddhism. I would look over there. Nothing, nothing as in if you're talking about Christianity, you have 180 plus and 180,000 version of the New That's Testament. Right. You don't know what, if it's even something it's wrong, right of them, you don't know which one. You don't know this, you, don't, you take the Torah. It's so you funny take, because the, the many, many Christians well, you, you, they'll refer to themselves as the originally Jewish. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, you know, that's a funny, that's a funny thing. Many, but you know what? The story that JC, uh, look, JC, and it was fascinating. He was a Jew. I'm not talking about his he, father. He I'm changed. not arguing. He was a Jew compared to the, he was born to my, and all this question about this, he never, he wrote, if you read, the new, he never sought to create a new religious. No, that wasn't you know, his intention. He, 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 did, he, did, he did say, he said loud and clear, I don't change a word in the Torah. Right. Is, and suddenly after this politics and people change his word to their benefits, and this become the Catholics and then the Lutherans and then the, all the other stuff, you know. But his original intention was not. Was, uh, originally it was, it was, it was a more, it was more fanatic Jew then ever when well, no, it was it was protest against the corruption of the second temple. This right. was his attention. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to put. I they didn't listen to the Chachamim. This is, was his punishment. But this is this is the whole idea. And people thinking, think that they know history. Look, take history, take history book, take history lesson lessons, and see what is all about to be Jewish. It's, and if you find something wrong with the the book of Moses, show me. They can't. They, they, they they, they, they've proven. This is really the divine information. And they've proven time and time again that it was it, it was written by divine by divine hand. 